0: good day everybody it's time for vittles and vitals the podcast where we talk about vital life issues and their natural connections to vittles or food i'm jay reed i'm the father and i'm jacob reed and i'm the son and we're your hosts today we're going to talk about halloween it's a seasonal thing or at least as as we're recording it's seasonal and uh, you might be wondering, well, what, what is vital about Halloween? What makes Halloween important? And I got to thinking about that. You know, There's actually quite a few things. One, one thing is it's a holiday that gets a lot of attention. Um, it's the second largest commercial holiday in America, which I didn't realize. Jacob, you found that. Yeah,
1: no, it was, a, it was kind of an interesting little, little tidbit in my research, just seeing exactly how much uh, money we drop into
0: it. Um, but we'll talk about. Yeah, that we'll get into bit. that. So it's a it's a holiday that gets a lot of attention. You either love it or you hate it. But either way, you've got an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that everybody really has. I feel like everybody has strong memories about Halloween. You know, we're going to talk about some of those, too. Uh, but, you know, regardless of your opinion of it, you probably got an, uh, a memory And uh, it's a good excuse to buy candy that you don't need. I mean, that's enough, isn't it?
1: No, for sure. I can't imagine the amount of calories that Americans are going to consume this year. Just fully focused on those candies that come out maybe once a year.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit later about how much candy is produced. And that will make an even bigger difference. And if you think about how much candy and how many calories that is. um, and, and, And again, just billions and billions. Literally about nine billion dollars is spent on Halloween in a year. and I was looking at some stats from a few years ago uh, two years ago, this is from the National Retail Foundation so they they know mm-hmm. uh, 9.1 billion two years ago it dropped to nine billion last year a big you know a big drop of a million. And then this year they were saying 8.8 8 billion and uh, there was some sort of link to China and the tariffs and the trade war. Uh, they said that you know, most of the costumes had probably already been uh, sold and brought over here before the, the tariffs were hit. But still, people may have been a little concerned about that. So, in any case, that is a lot of, I mean, it, it's vital for that reason. It's important. Uh, whether you love or hate it, Halloween is here.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I can remember, um, for our little slightly younger listeners out there, um, when, what is it, Disney Channel we do their like month long. I think they called it a Spooktacular or something like that, where they played a different Halloween movie every night okay. um, for the entire month of October. So, so not so, horror movies.
0: No, not horror. So...
1: It kind of like uh, I'm trying to think.
0: Like every Disney, like Halloween
1: Town, one, two, three, four, and five. Like they that would they would do that, and they would probably I think they did the Harry Potter movies oh, okay. and stuff like that. Just like the kind of childish Halloween movies that were focused on Halloween without being
0: a horror film, or all the cheesy Disney TV shows having a Halloween edition. Oh,
1: every probably every single one had a different uh, topic on that on on that Halloween one, which was always no a, really weird episodes.
0: No doubt. So. History we think we know, but you did a little digging and you found some things that I didn't realize.
1: Yeah, so if we uh, like to look at Halloween, a lot of people look at it as a, a Halloween where the witchcraft is coming out and the demons and you know all spooky. And it turns out there's really good reason for that, um, because Halloween did start in witchcraft and wizardry. Dun dun dun. No kidding. Um, so originally uh, it was called it was a holiday called Sahim. I don't, don't know if that's the proper way. Sahim, something along those lines. Samhain? Samhain, maybe. But it was a, a Celtish holiday, actually. Um, and it, it was a very important holiday because it marked the end of the harvest season or that autumn, fall kind of thing in the beginning of winter. So it was a time of like celebration because you're bringing in the harvest. and You have extra stores into winter, which was a time of death. And this day, the Celts believe that they're the rift between our world and the spirit world was cracked open, so spirits Ooh. could come back. So that's kind of where, early on, a lot of the uh, the costumes came out of that, because they would dress up, you know, to appease the spirits, to communicate with the spirits. So that's yeah. where that Halloween tradition. So or... that's where all
0: the ghouls and goblins and all yeah, that that's where all that comes out originated.
1: Of. Um, but in the good old Catholic Church method. Um, In 1000 AD, they decided to take this holiday of Sam Samhain, something along those lines, and turn it into what we called All Saints Day. So it was a celebration of the saints. Essentially, what they were doing was taking a holiday that people were celebrating and then adding a little Christianese language to it. So that was the day after...
0: Halloween, yes, that was that
1: was yes, it happened on November 1st, right? Um, so on October 3rd became known as All Hallows Eve, Mm -hmm. which eventually morphed into Halloween, of course. So, diving into one of the best traditions of Halloween, trick or treating has its own rich and varied history. This is what I thought was cool, this is what I didn't realize. So, trick or treating was actually a European holiday or tradition that was attached to. Um, All Souls Day, which was All Hallows Eve, Halloween. So what you would do is something called, you would pass out souls cakes, which was small pastries that were traded to people in exchange for prayers and or Was that the first soul food? In a way, you probably could say it was the first soul food. (laughs) But these people would trade cakes to these roving bands of children who would go around and collect the the cakes. Uh, Sometimes it was money. Um, sometimes was ale, because kids could drink back then. Um, <laughs> hey, we're Baptists up in here, though. Um, but they would go around, these kids would take these things, and they would pray. I did some air quotes there, but this is an audio medium. Um, so they would do that. So after that, um, in the 1900s, uh, Halloween began to make a shift from a, a witchcraft focused holiday to more of a, a community-centered um, holiday. A lot of towns... While still being secular, started using Halloween as a time um, to gather people together. It was cheap because you get candy for really cheap, uh, but it was also a pretty a pretty safe way for communities to join together by. So it was fam- community building. It was a community building um, exercise essentially. So and, and what sealed it in community building that that gave kids ale to drink. Yeah, I mean that's why we give candy now because <laughs> rules and laws. But what really sealed. Um, Halloween in as uh, a community centered um, an American tradition, essentially, now is mm-hmm. uh, the waves of immigrants that would come over from Europe um, because they would come in and they brought these European traditions with them and they got to the States. And you know, it didn't matter if you were Irish or English or mm-hmm. any other things that were going on, in those major um, metropolitan areas, we all celebrated Halloween together. So it kind of brought a bunch of people. Okay. So, tying back into the vital parts. Uh, you can look at Halloween as one of those holidays that kind of started bringing people together before a lot of people put major focus. in it was just a natural kind of, no matter what you looked like, no matter where you're from, we we did the same thing. You could trick-or-treat at my house, I would trick-or-treat at your
0: house. And I guess you still see that in a way with trick-or-treating because you can you can spend a lot of money on costumes. In fact, I think we we did some research and found out of that $9 billion, we found out that 3.1 million children would dress up. Uh, Five million adults—that's more than the children. That's crazy. 2.9. No, sorry, 29 million. This can't be right. 29 million people plan to dress their dog. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the children part. That, that 3.1 children plan to dress up as a princess. Mm. Sorry, I got that a little off. So there's lots more children dressing up. But so many dogs dressed as pumpkins, though. But 3.2 billion will be spent on costumes alone. It's a
1: billion with a B, people. Billion right. with a B.
0: And I remember one year we, when I was trick or treating, I I was a, I decided to be a ghost. I was like low budget. Uh, my mom, the classic sheet over the head, maybe much. some
1: eye holes cut in there, so right. you could so see.
0: My mother was. She called herself the ghost of Hawaii. And every now and then she'll still do this. Uh, she would put on her sheet and just run around the neighborhood. We had a lot of trees in the front yard. Still do. And she would run around the neighborhood and call herself the Ghost of Fawassee and I have
1: never heard about
0: this. Really, <laughs> this part of my grandmother before. So, uh, I guess I stole the sheet, or maybe I started it. Who knows? But I, I was tired. I was hot. I mean, it's Mississippi, and of course, it's we're at early October as we record this, and it's like in the. the I think it was. Lo- n- it was ninety nine yesterday. Ninety nine. Nah, it's heat, like a high heat index s- of hundred something today. So, if it was even close to that back in those days, then I was pretty hot. I decided I was tired of wearing the sheet. I was going to be Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Do you even know who the $6 million man That's is? That's the guy that goes. Yeah, he had some. In the show, he had an accident and was, you know, they rebuilt him and he had a bionic eye and arms and legs and stuff. It was super strong. For a young folk out there,
1: Michael Scott in one of the episodes of The Office imitated the $6 million man. It was a really random, I think it was season one. Um, that, that occurred, but that was for, way back for me.
0: Yeah. But see, the thing about the $6 million man was he wore normal street clothes. Uh, so all I did was take the sheet off <laughs> and grab my trick or treat bag. And, and people were like, uh, you're not dressed up. said, Oh yes, I am. I'm the $6 million man.
1: And then so, they just kind of,
0: yeah, I don't think I got as much candy that year. <laughs> but,
1: uh, I know, um, one year, uh, I went as a sweet potato, um, to our local fall yes. festival because um, I think it was kind of a situation where you were going to be the sweet potato, potato originally, just because that's who you are as a person. Um, and then, <laughs> what does that
0: say? I'm the sweet potato as a person?
1: Yeah, you, you, you know, you like your food. You no, know? it's all good. Um, but I was going to go, and I didn't really have a costume. And I was like, oh, dad, let me be the sweet potato. So I put on a pair of olive pants and uh, an orange shirt, and I think I wore a little Green tag around my neck. Yeah, that, I had
0: taken a green tag from the sweet potato department at the grocery that showed where it was from. Is from hmm. Mississippi, and I had worn it as a as the same almost the same costume uh, on a Halloween edition of the Southern Foodways Alliance meeting, and I was the sweet potato. So you you borrowed my costume,
1: a, like father like son. And that's not the first time I've borrowed a costume. review no, because uh Because at a at the same fall festival, I think a couple years before, a couple years later, you know. Kind of blurred up a little bit, but uh, I wore your Mickey Mouse costume. I don't know when you were a child. I guess. No, no,
0: no. It wasn't when I was a child. I actually, college. I bought that Mickey Mouse costume when I was uh, just out of college. I was working. I was working in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, with Walmart Pharmacy, and we were having a kind of a company Christmas party, just friends, not official. But I bought uh, this. I bought the ears, the rubber ears that fit over my head. I had some clown shoes. I bought a Mickey Mouse, some material, I made a bow tie. It basically was the Mickey Mouse in a tux, just without the coat. Mm-hmm. And the the party was being held in a barn. And I wish I could remember the people's names that that were hosting it. But they had a little, like a little three-year-old daughter. And every, I got there a little bit late, and the people were all kind of in the barn. And as I walked up in this Mickey costume, the crowd kind of parted. I mean, I couldn't have planned it any better. Oh! But people, as I walked in, I'm just greeting people walking in, but literally the crowd parted. And at the end of my walk was this little girl and she looked up and she goes, Mickey. (laughs) And the rest of the night, she stuck by my side because she thought she was hanging with Mickey, the Mickey Mouse. (laughs) It was one of the best nights of my single life.
1: (laughs) Well, guys, we're so excited that he was able to hang out with her like that.
0: Are you are you risking copyright infringement? <laughs> oh,
1: hot dog! Yeah, I am.
0: <laughs> let's let's not go any further. All right, with that. there we go. But uh, you know, on the costume train, though, I one of my favorite memories as a child, and we should try to post this pic. We're we're, we're still deciding where we're going to post things. Uh, we have social media, we have Instagram, and that's. But um, my mom has a picture of my brother Rusty and I in little Red Devil costumes. I mean, the old costumes people of my age will remember they were kind of silky and you know, it was one piece and you stepped into it and had a mask and these are little devil masks and we were the best baptist kids ever but my mom dressed us up like little devils but the the fun part the most uh, and i don't know why this was cause, i mean it was all about the candy and everything too but some of my favorite memories are going to the mckell house this is on um one of the old streets in here in Starwell And the McKells, we had kind of adopted as grandparents. Mr. McKell and my grandfather um, on my dad's side had some kind of connection through the hardware business. They both were hardware dealers or hardware sellers, and somehow or another made that connection. And so the McKells were kind of our adopted grandparents. And so no matter, after we did all the other trick-or-treating in town, either before or after that, we would go over to their house. And I can't remember what they gave us. They always had something special. But just hanging out with the McKells was one of the... Most special times of my early Halloweens. Not a, do you remember much about besides the? Uh, do you remember your first
1: costume? Um, so one of my earliest memories is trick or treating with my cousins uh, Peyton and Ruthie, and I dressed up. And your at, sister. And my sister, I forgot. She's she's around, um, but I dressed up as Leonardo, the uh, the Ninja Turtle with the
0: blue. Oh, I'm impressed. Do uh, you remember which one it was? Oh yeah,
1: no. Leo, Leonardo had the two katanas. Um, I was a big ninja turtle guy, so <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, I just I remember it, it was the kind of the the thin material, kind oh, of yeah. the nylon had a had a turtle shell in the back that was like foam, and the but the mask was like cheap blue, like cheap plastic. Oh yeah, and it was oh,
0: I still see pictures plastic of it. Classic Halloween.
1: Oh, classic Halloween, but probably the I remember playing with those katanas for years after.
0: And I think the picture that we have is like. The girls are kind of in a princess something or another and you're the lone turtle and you're all like up against the wall looking but I'm like, hardcore in a ninja stance. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Nobody looks happy. I just remember that. You can't see my face. <laughs> That's true. Your uh. face is covered. One of the things we used to do, I don't know if you even know this, Jacob, the big deal for Halloween here in Startville when I was growing up was the Startville High School band, Halloween Carnival. So I don't even know the name of the shopping center. It was called the State Shopping Center. Then it's where uh, I've never heard about any of this. It's 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 right there where, um, well, you know that uh, nobody listening is probably gonna know where we are anyway. But but it was in the State Shopping Center. We took over the whole parking lot, and we'd have the cakewalk, and we'd have all kinds of games. And one of the big things was the haunted house. So we'd rent this big semi trailer, and everybody would be you know the, some we all had to work the carnival whatever, yeah. if we're in the band and a lot of people would I mean that was kind of the big thing was to be in the haunted house in the trailer Ooh. so the, I mean it was a big deal it was a big fundraiser mm-hmm. and then the whole town would come and it was a it was crowded and I don't know why we quit doing that I don't know uh, probably Sha- dangerous or something Sean there.
1: Sullivan if you're listening to this uh, let's bring back the, uh, the Halloween carnival. <laughs> the SHS band Halloween carnival. alright nice. so Let's kind of talk about some of the,
0: the awesome candies that come out of this Halloween season. All right, so the food, the food points here. The food, you know, what is food? Obviously, I mean, candy is one of them for sure, but that's not the only thing. And we'll get to the candy, but that's not the only Halloween food that comes around. Are you familiar with the monster cereals, Jacob?
1: Uh, c- Have like you ever the- eaten...
0: A monster like cereal? the booberry
1: crunch and stuff like that. I've always seen them in uh, grocery stores, but I I kind of have moved away from the super sugary cereals, except Reese's Puffs. Shout out <laughs> to my, my homie cereals. Um, but I have not dived into the entire
0: gotcha. like Halloween cereals. Well, in my day, back in my day, they were around all the time. Now, then they kind of discontinued them for a little while, and now they're back seasonal so around halloween in fact i saw them at walmart the other day uh you got your count chocula which is chocolate cereal with chocolate marshmallows Ooh. frankenberry which i believe is a strawberry okay. ideal and then boo berry which is a blueberry yeah now i don't remember ever seeing these apparently there used to be something called a fruit brute which was a kind of a werewolf was theme. that like i am groot over here uh no but <laughs> copyright brute uh and then there was a fruity, yummy mummy. So he had the two other monsters, but apparently mm-hmm. those rarely come back. But you can count on, you can count on uh, count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry. They're out now. So I never was big into them. Usually my brother will get some of those or he talks about it. Uh, and then pumpkins. Uh, let's talk about pumpkins for a minute. Pumpkins are everywhere. Do you everywhere. eat them or do you just carve them? From, from what I've heard, ah, uh, I know where this is going. It's
1: going right there. Yep. So, uh, there's a story about carving some pumpkins that. Yeah,
0: even though this is not food, this story must be told. This story
1: must be told. Um, so, for a little backstory, let's let's go back into time. Dun, dun dun dun. So I have what America likes to call a weak gag reflex. I would um, call it a very strong gag reflex. Strong gag reflex. However weak. you describe it. Uh, I I vomited much as a child. Um, sometimes with Things gross in front of me, and sometimes just because I thought of gross things. But this particular story, um, as every young child does, everybody wants to carve a pumpkin once in their life because, you know what? What else do you do at Halloween besides trick-or-treat?
0: And this was special because we lived overseas. We didn't really have pumpkins to do this with over mm -hmm. there. So we're home for a year so. And I
1: told my grandmother grand i I just want to carve a pumpkin, so my grandmother being the wonderful woman she was, got all the supplies is 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 <laughs> grand, I love you, but she went and got the supplies so we got pumpkins we got the the cheap carving sets that come out you know with the little I think probably
0: it was just a knife probably <laughs> just a knife I don't know
1: I'm embellishing it just a little bit uh but so we go and we start carving this pumpkin and I just see the guts of the pumpkin and I just go, I get all sick and I run out of the room and I vomit all over the place. So my grandmother and my grandfather who are, who are great people go over and they clean it up and everything and they s- pulled out all the guts and everything, but they set aside the seeds to roast them later. Um, so, you know, I'm all cleaned up and everything. I come in and I go seeds, 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 <laughs> just like in a panicky mode, like knowing <laughs> That is gonna come
0: back and hit me. And but... they quickly whisk them away. Yes. So, as far as pumpkins go, that's that's really. I mean, we you've got the pumpkin spice stuff that comes around now, but I don't I don't know if that's more fall than Halloween. That's more of a like more of a nutmeg kind of instead of pumpkin. But true, that's true. So the other thing though, as far as candy, one of the, the big thing for me is is Reese's. And so you know, you thought about you think about what is a sign of fall. Some people say you know it's, it's college football, it's the cool the leaves, weather, the leaves are changing color. starting to turn. So there's there's all these supposed signs of fall, but to mm. me, the true sign of fall is when the Reese's pumpkins ah, the Reese's appear pumpkin. in the grocery store. And I'll, this is the this is the just the harsh reality. I will complain about it, and I will say it is much too early for these pumpkins to come out. But I will say that with the taste of chocolate and peanut butter <laughs> lingering on my tongue. Yes, it is. It, there's just something about the
1: Reese's pumpkin. And I, I've told you this earlier, but for our listeners out there, I actually posed this question um, about comparing a regular Reese's to a peanut butter, or not a peanut butter, a pumpkin <laughs> Reese's. There's peanut butter in all of them. But a regular Reese's to a pumpkin Reese's to right. a couple of my friends. Um and I believe
0: Reese's Pumpkin is the proper Reese's Pumpkin. Way to pumpkin, say pumpkin Reese's, it.
1: you know, tomato tomato, but they all had the agreement that the pumpkin Reese's was better, and for some very good reasons. One, the the Reese's Pumpkin has more peanut butter in it. You know, the ratio is a little bit more peanut buttery, which I personally really enjoy. Um, I'm a big peanut butter guy, so it added that. But also, they um, one of my friends made a really good point that the ridges on the regular Reese's um, causes that chocolate to be a little bit harder than on the pumpkin, which has that smooth exterior.
0: That's fascinating because I had never thought about that.
1: But if you if you think about it, and I wish we had um, some to taste test here, but if you think about it, that those ridges do, are are a little tougher than the rest of the chocolate.
0: It's true. You're on the edge, whether it's due to the ridges or whether the ridges just are there in a harder spot, you' you're definitely right about that. Yeah. So to me, it's more I don't like one more than the other. I appreciate the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm all about bite variety. I mean, bite consistency, and I'm stealing terminology from one of my favorite podcasts, The Sporkful, mm. but there's bite variety, bite consistency, and with Reese's, I mean, you have all the different kinds. Pumpkins, mini pumpkins, uh, they have the white chocolate-covered pumpkins. I've seen pictures of bats, although I've never seen one or tasted one. Um, they have pumpkins with pieces Reese's pieces in them. That's kind of my thing. That's a new one. Thing. I have I, not seen that one yet. I like those, too. Uh, they have something called Monster Mania, which I guess is a monster shape of. From some what sort. I could tell,
1: it kind of looked uh, kind of looked pumpkiny, yeah, um, just I think a little it's bit just smaller. in a different
0: wrapper. Yeah, it's... and I did see you know eyeballs. I saw the Reese's eyeballs this I've year. I've not seen those yet, which looks suspiciously like a tiny Easter egg.
1: I think they have like three molds, and it just depends on what foil they put on the outside.
0: Pretty much, that's that's pretty much what it is. So that, I mean, the Reese's, and it, I this is kind of a fall thing, too. I did once buy a Reese's football at a mm. football game, which, again, small egg. And, yeah. It's sort of in a football shape. So Reese's is definitely, if you look at the top 10 list, if you Google the top 10 list for top Halloween candies, that kind of stuff, Reese's is pretty much at the top of everyone. I did see, I mean, the, the top ones, what did we say? I counted up today. You got one stat about candy corn that there was like 34 million pounds of it yeah, produced. Yeah, 35
1: million pounds of candy corn will be created in a year um, with
0: most of it being sold at Halloween. Right. So in in the list that I found, which will tell you something about statistics on the Internet, but uh, the top 10 candies are altogether produced. There's are about 20 million pounds of candy. That's just the top 10 mm-hmm. uh, that will be produced just for Halloween. Um, but Reese's and M&Ms, I I think those two are the ones that are consistently coming out with something new. Like for instance, this year you you've probably seen the candy corn flavored M&Ms. Uh, they're kind I'm of a white so chocolate. Still so conflicted on those. I, I I like them, but I can't eat them all day long. But mm-hmm. I, I like them once can, a year. You can have a you can have a like a
1: handful at a time. Otherwise, it just hits you. Yeah, it a does hard. get
0: it just does get pretty strong. But this year it was the cocoa. Let's see, they call them the creepy cocoa crisp. Oh, so it's got the uh, it's they're kind of bigger like some of the mm. new ones are. It's got a cocoa crisp thing in the middle. It's got a layer of dark chocolate and of course then the candy shell. Which again, they're good. I don't know that they're my favorite. Ever. It
1: tasted like a like Rice Krispies, like chocolate Rice Krispies with uh right. like chocolate chunks in it.
0: And I think they already I Eminem's mean, already has kind of a crispy center. Yeah. one that's this out a lot of. Or might I think it's just a variation of that. This is the variation of that. Yeah. So, but it's you know it's cool. But you yeah. can count on Eminem's and Reese's to always be coming out with new stuff, even if it's just the same stuff in a different wrapper. <laughs> always, always. So,
1: the question must be had: candy corn, yes or no for you?
0: Well, again, it's something that is in abundance, and everyone has an opinion, love it or hate yeah. it. I like them. I like them. Uh, uh, let me think. I, I like them, but you know, I prefer the bag that has the little Mellow cream pumpkins in it. The too. little
1: the little pumpkins that are a yeah. little bit bigger.
0: Again, they're almost the same taste. Yeah. But bite variety. Yeah.
1: Yeah. on personally, I'm a I'm a big candy corn guy. I I feel like if it wasn't a seasonal candy though, I would be a little bit like, died down with it. But you know, since it mainly comes out once a year or at least you see it more in stores once a year. I'm I'm behind it, so I enjoy it immensely, especially with some peanuts. You know, a couple of candy corn, a couple of peanuts, pop them in at the same time. It's real real tasty.
0: Yeah, so as we wind this down, let me give you just a quick rundown. We, You can look, uh, the top 10 are going to be your, your 10 that you expect. I looked at one list that had, uh, uh, it was a Canadian list that had something called Popeye Sticks. I've never heard of Popeye Ooh. Sticks. But this is from bonappetit.com, and this was the bottom 10 or the 10 worst i'll just give you a quick rundown number one is candy corn so love it or hate it they hate it uh circus peanuts have you ever had a circus peanut is that the the orange orange kind of spongy things i don't think i've ever had one uh raisins (laughs) raisins is on the list there's that one
1: vegan couple that's handing out the raisins boxes of
0: raisins uh smarties now i like i like
1: smarties um, Smart. I I enjoy a good pack of Smarties. Um, it's a it's a unique, very niche taste, and it's usually in that really cheap bag. That's right. of candy. But
0: I I, I our Smarties have been there for forever. Yes. Yeah, so kind of well. like the uh, I don't know if this is not on the list, but there is that peanut buttery taffy that comes in the black wrapper or the orange wrapper, Halloween colors. And uh, one of my favorite comedians, Tim Hawkins, I believe he says that it has that uh, unique taste of the cross between peanut butter and hair Uh, but you're going to get some of those in your bag neko wafers um they've been around for a long time uh werther's original that's just hard candy Boo, uh plain hershey's dum-dum pops milk duds they think it's funny that the word did you see
1: that um that infographic that went around on twitter about the the most searched for Halloween candies in every state, uh-huh. both Alabama and Mississippi had Milk Duds as our number
0: one. Oh wow! Who who is looking up Milk Duds in the state of Mississippi? I guess we didn't read Bon Appetit. Apparently not. And then Tootsie Rolls, which is your mother's one of your mother's favorite candies, is number ten uh, on the list. So anyway, I don't agree with all those, but no, but no, it's no. interesting. So I think I here. All right, Dad, so uh, what's your favorite for this week? Well, this is just from our our recent travel. My daughter is in uh, Jackson, Tennessee, attending school, and we've been up there a few times. And I've just decided, for the moment, until somebody else takes this place, for the cities that I have been to, so I'm going to probably upset somebody, but I'm just saying this is for me, for the cities I've been to, I'm declaring Jackson, Tennessee the taco capital of the South. (gasps)
1: <gasps> Gasp.
0: for the moment. And here's why. When I first went up there, my shout out to my friend Ashley, the pharmacist, who t- attended school up there and told me about Tulum, T-U-L-U-M, who had the famous fish tacos. And I have eaten there twice. Had all both kinds of fish tacos that they have. Were they everything you hoped for? More? They were very good. They have a cool salsa bar. I've had some other tacos there too. Uh, the Next time I went up there, we went to a place called Tacos for Life, which they give like a little tiny meal to every to uh, starving children for every mm-hmm. taco you buy. They had the puffy taco, the puffy shell, which I loved. Um, so that, that was, the, let's see, taco place number... Two? Two or three. I've been to two different Tulum locations. Okay. They have two locations and then the Tacos for Life. And then this weekend we went to Taco Barucas, which T-A-K-O, kind Ooh. of a play on. Um, And they were a food truck that has been uh, turned into a brick-and-mortar store. And... They were great, too. In fact, they had a very authentic tacos al pastor Mm. uh, machine where they put it on the kind of a, it looks kind of like a euro, like where they carve it off the side. Yep. So um, I've had three amazing tacos or three amazing taco places uh, in this one little town. So I'm declaring Jackson, Tennessee, the taco capital of Tennessee until I find otherwise. And I am very
1: hurt right now that I have not eaten at any of these three locations, even though I have been to Jackson, Tennessee with you. (laughs) Okay, so uh, my favorite uh, of this week is an album. Um, It's called Treehouse, Treehouse Treehouses, and it's by Ryan Warnick. Um, He's a student from Tupelo uh, who currently goes to MC. Um, I have no idea who this guy is, um, but one of my friends, Frank Brinkley, is from Tupelo, a really good close friend of mine, and he recommended it to me. And he described it as a a nice album for a, a Sunday afternoon. And I could not describe that album Uh, any better he's a kind of a like an indie indie artist is the best way to describe him. a lot of acoustic work um, a lot of vocals he kind of has a a higher range um, but I've just had that album uh, on repeat this entire last couple of days he's got one song uh, called hot coffee Mm -hmm. Um, he just or no it's not hot coffee it's black coffee my bad um, but he just sings about how he just wants to drink black coffee today and hang out with his girl. Um, and it's just been a really, really enjoyable album um, all around. Very, very soft and very good for a, a relaxing Sunday afternoon. Well, let me check
0: that out myself. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening today. That's, that's all for today. And we want to encourage you to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at vitalvitalpod, V-I-T-T-L-E, Vital V-I-T-A-L-P-O-D. And also you can check us out on Facebook, and whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Give us a rating, some comments, and give us a little bit of love, some likes, and uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.